And here we go. Purple Pride podcast episode number two. I'm Eric. I'm here with Adam. How's it going? It's going good. Hey, it's going well. And you know what we are? We are podcast hard hat guys. That's because we just recorded most of this podcast and then the app just <laughs> clunked out and shut down in the middle of it and nothing was saved. So here we go. Try number two. Uh, hopefully it's going to be even better than the first time. And it sucks because the first time was one of the greatest podcasts Dude. ever recorded. It's the it was the funniest, most flowing, best podcast. We gave all of our biggest listeners a shout out. We were telling funny stories about them. Due to time now with my schedule, we have to cut that section out. <laughs> all the best it part sucks. It was like award winning. I know stuff. some of you guys are probably like, are they joking or not? We're literally not joking. Our podcast cut out halfway through recording it, and it was so funny and so fire, and we will not be able to duplicate it. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. So. Uh, before we hop into this Purple Pride podcast, give us a follow at Northeast Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also subscribe on Podbean Podcast app and Spotify. Get the Northeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Also, go back and listen to the Northeast Podcast 400th episode this week. Wow, 400 episodes. How crazy is that? If there's one reason to tell people about it, it's that we've been doing this crazy-ass show for you guys for 400 episodes. And, uh... Finally, we're drinking a fun beer from uh, our friends over at Barrel Theory in St. Paul. We are drinking Smile Because It Happened. It's a hazy IPA with Vic Secret, Galaxy, and Citra Hops. This thing is absolutely delicious, just like everything else that they do over at Barrel Theory. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that because we already <laughs> recorded this episode. <laughs> All right, guys, so here we go. First down. On first down, we're playing a game. What game are we playing today? We are playing a game called Quick Fire Talking 10 Pack. Okay? Now, Eric is going to pretend to be shocked and excited at these questions that he already knows. So, this is for you guys, the listeners, to be surprised. All right. Question number one of the Talking 10 Pack. I'm going to change up my answers. <laughs> one game playoff. Okay? I want you, the listeners, to put you guys in the scenario here. One game playoff Dante Culpepper or Kirk Cousins? I'm going Kirk Cousins. Uh, because Cousins has proven to make big plays in big moments last year against the Saints on the road, backs against the wall against a team everyone had already dubbed Super Bowl champions. Kirk Cousins leads the team down to a big overtime victory. Um, Dante Culpepper played against the Giants in the NFC Championship game, 41 donut. I'm going Cousins. I know you guys will all disagree with me. Question number two. With covid Everything crazy going on in the world, we literally never know what to expect anymore. Does the NFL finish the season weeks 1 through 17? I think that there will be some games or something that will get moved at some point, but I do think the NFL is too big and there's too much money to be made by too many people. I think the NFL plays all 17 weeks, even if they don't happen on this the date that they're supposed to. Question number three. With all the social justice things that we've been seeing, MLB, NBA, NHL, does it happen in the NFL? I hope so. I don't think it will. I think the NFL has the ability now to be a couple weeks ahead of things. I think that they'll have a real plan, um, one that the play the players are at least on board with a little bit. Um, I hope they do because I think that that would be really powerful if you had to miss NFL games at some point. And I just really am sad that we're not going to have the opportunity to hear people be like, I'm boycotting the NFL forever. Like, no, you're not. Stop. And... You know, I'm just, at this point, I just think that um, 
people are okay with like Kid Rock talking politics and like people are okay with like Dana White talking politics, but they're not okay with like professional athletes. Um, I like them to use their platform. I think that uh, if you want to be able to use your Twitter as like um, I run a machine shop or something guy uh, or whatever your job is, that you can't then tell pro athletes that they're not allowed to. Right. Question number four. I had to switch it up on you. Okay. You're at the cabin for a weekend. Okay. okay? Are you chilling with Darren Sharper or Matt Burke? (laughs) (laughs) Those are horrible choices. I'm chilling with Darren Sharper. I'm just not letting us be anywhere around women and alcohol. Yeah. Fuck Matt Burke. That's all I'm going to say. Question (laughs) number five. One season, Robert Smith or Delvin Cook? Why? Okay, one season I'm going with Delvin Cook. I just think he's more talented than Robert Smith. Robert Smith um, actually might have been a better running back in our time now um, than he was in his. Uh, Cook is just such a weapon as a receiver and a running back. I think he's going to be one of the two or three best running backs in football again this year. And Delvin Cook stays in Bounds. <laughs> that joke hit earlier. It's still going to hit now. <laughs> I don't think people know what you're talking about. Delvin Cook would stay in bounds where in the NFC Championship game 1998, Robert Smith repeatedly ran out of bounds. When we could have killed the when clock. When we could have killed the, the clock game. and went to the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Question number six. We broke the news to you guys last week that there would not be fans at the first two home games um, will there be fans at all this season? I think that there will be fans at some of the games. Half the games will have fans. They're going to have like 10,000 fans. It's going to be really awkward. It might be more awkward than not having fans at all. Um, but, you know, these teams, they're going to do anything they can to make a buck. I think that they're going to have people in the stadium. Who knows? Maybe even we'll be there. Question number seven. It's 2020. Are cheerleaders cool or not? Cheerleaders are not cool. Not, I don't... I, it's funny. The NFL, they're so good at, like, entertainment on television, but, like, in person, they're pretty lame. I'm never excited about the cheerleaders, and I'm definitely never excited about the skull Dude, line. I wish the cheerleaders would go away. And the skull line. Yeah. All right, moving on. Question number eight. One football season with the Vikings this year... You taking Laquan Treadwell or Troy Williamson? <laughs> um, I think I'm taking Troy Williamson, at least in modern football. Um, he would get behind defenses, even if he couldn't catch the ball. He'd at least open some room up underneath with his speed. Um, he's another guy from the wrong generation, but he had literally no talent as an actual football player. Question number nine. For you folks last week that heard about Eric's devastating Euro story during the <laughs> NFC Championship with his stomach, it didn't end well. Are you taking, okay, it's a, I want the listeners to set themselves in the mood. It's a playoff game. It's a huge environment. We're heading into the fourth quarter. Eric, are you eating another stadium Euro from US Bank Stadium or are you eating dome nachos still intact? The cheese pack and the chips and everything have still been sealed from the time the Metrodome closed. <laughs> I I think I'm so afraid of eating gyros after last time's debacle. Um, so much so that I didn't even enjoy when I got home from uh, the Minneapolis Miracle. I think I'm eating 
dome nachos and just hoping for the best. I think dome nachos could probably survive a nuclear bomb. So, yeah. Last but not least, okay, we had to mix mix this one up. We'll even pause to let you guys give the answer wherever you're listening right now. Question number 10. You get injected with COVID. You're guaranteed to get a pretty decent amount of COVID injected into your bloodstream, but the Vikings go to the Super Bowl. Are you taking one for the team or not? I'm for sure taking one for the team. There's no chance that I don't do it. I would... I would I would uh, make it like a rallying point. I'd be like, was her name Millie? Yes. I'd be like Millie, the hundred year old Vikings fan. Like I would be Eric, the covert COVID martyr. Who? Dude, is Millie still alive? Millie is. If she's still alive and she's in a nursing home, she's no longer alive. <laughs> <laughs> Millie and COVID don't go well together. I would sit next to Millie <laughs> at the game. I would cough on Millie on camera for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. I would let Millie cough in my mouth to, win a, to go to the Super Bowl. I would get COVID for the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. Sorry to any of our listeners who have uh, dealt with COVID or your family members are. We know it is no joke uh, unless we're talking about the Vikings. And the Vikings winning a Super Bowl. And the Vikings because winning a Super Bowl. Literally, guys, I would do a lot for you guys to experience Super Bowl if I had to sacrifice myself. Me too. We and I'm like- only using an issue that's that serious to prove the point that we would literally do anything to win a Vikings Super Bowl. We love the purple. All right, we're moving on now to uh, second down. Second down is Vikings news, and uh, we're going to start out with the fact that they've announced, again, like we said a few minutes ago, no fans for the first two games at least of the season, maybe longer. Um but it does sound like the NFL is going to take our suggestion. It sounds like Roger Goodell was listening to the inaugural episode of the PPP, Triple P, uh, Purple Pride podcast, not to be confused with Triple D. It sounds like uh, Roger Goodell was listening, and now they're planning on piping in some amount of artificial fan noise into the games. Um, I think that it should be freaking loud in our stadium, yeah, and it should cool be really that. quiet in other stadiums. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Like San Diego, it should be like louder when the, when the opponents score. Yeah. Um, so they're scrimmaging right now at US Bank Stadium. We know that the season is going to look really sketchy to start out. We know that these teams um, are going to uh, be really sloppy with no preseason. We know that a lot of young guys who might be able to make a difference are going to get cut because they didn't get the pop uh, during those preseason games. Do you think that uh, we should be taking it seriously when the Vikings beat writers are telling us how bad the Vikings offense is looking in an inner squad scrimmage? At US Bank Stadium. No, I don't care. I'm not I'm not putting any investments into the first team offense, etc. at practice. We're literally just digging for stories at that point. But like you just touched on, the untapped rookie potential. If you guys watched episode two of Hard Knocks and you saw the Austin Eckler story, he didn't pop until his fourth preseason game. Undrafted rookie, now the starting running back of the Chargers and a damn good starting running back. I feel really bad for those guys, and that hurts. I'm more worried about that and finding those hidden gems that I am Kirk Cousins in the offense looking sloppy in practice. Yeah, I'm really concerned, though. The one thing I am concerned about with the Vikings right now uh, and their preseason stuff is that everyone seems pretty healthy except for maybe their best player, Daniel Hunter, who has now missed 13 straight practices. Do we know anything about this injury, and how worried are you feeling about it? Yeah, so the apparent rumor is Daniel Hunter, hamstring, tweak. It's been almost two weeks now. This is bad. This is bad news. I'm starting to get concerned. I know that they keep saying it's a little tweak or it's something small or it's not going to need surgery, um, but it does seem like the kind of injury and it's in the place where this could last 
into the season. It could be something that's reoccurring. I am starting to get really worried, and I do think that without Hunter, this defense is a totally different defense. I, I am confident in the Vikings' defense because they have Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, uh, Kendricks and Barr, and uh, Denebo and Hunter. And those six guys are going to be able to cover up a lot of holes that this defense has. Without him, um, I'm really, really, really concerned what it does to the rest of that defense and the rest of the team. Agreed. Um, in good news, though, it sounds as if um, Hollins, is it Alexander Hollins? Yep. And uh, B.C. Johnson are both looking good at wide receiver. Um might mean that Justin Jefferson is not very far along if those are the guys that are looking really good in camp. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking about the outlook of the position um, if those are your top guys right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing that news makes me feel somewhat better and also makes me feel somewhat worse just due to the fact that I just want Jefferson to be so good early. It's, un- it's probably unrealistic, but I think yeah. that's what we're all kind of hoping for. And all the reports out of camp so far appear that that's not the case. It's not saying Justin Jefferson isn't going to be a good wide receiver in this league, but where he's at uh, in terms of his development so far, it's just not – he's not enough to become our two and maybe not even our three-week one. Yeah, and I, I just think that that's what is going to really be the norm here um, early in the season. Rookies on offense and skill positions have an uphill battle. I mean, if you think about, like um, – Irv Smith, who in year two we're expecting big things from, who flashed a lot year one, he even said multiple times that he was swimming, you know, just trying to learn things and learn the game and also compete at a bigger, faster, harder level. So I I think rookies are going to take quite a while to really adjust to the NFL. Um, Expect B.C. Johnson to be your number two guy. I will say on the same topic quickly, guys, that what the Vikings need this year, if we're going to be a legitimate title contender here and make a run in the playoffs there has to be a story this season on offense where it's another magical Adam Thielen type come up where all of a sudden you know Alexander Hollins is this guy who's able to get four or five balls a game and he just all of a sudden puts on the jets and turns things on that extra spark is what's going to ignite this offense because just saying uh Kyle Rudolph Delvin Cook uh Irv which we just mentioned and Thielen. It's it's not enough. Yeah, it's, it's not, not enough. enough. So one of those guys has to pop. If it's not Jefferson, let's hope it's BC or Hollins. Um, finally, Dalvin Cook hasn't been getting a lot of reps when it's come to the preseason, um, but he doesn't look to be holding out, even though contract negotiations have officially come to a standstill. They're yeah. no longer talking about contract. Um, do you think that this is a situation where – um, Delvin doesn't have leverage. He's going to have to play, especially after watching what happened to Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon with their attempts to sit out. Um, and the Vikings probably not feeling real stressed because they know that they have the the the. Yeah. I'm not worried. The tag. He, he literally has zero leverage. If you guys don't know, he has zero leverage. If he wants to sit out this season, it doesn't matter. The Vikings will literally hit him with the franchise tag next season. They'll pay him eight million dollars. Yeah. So he can either. Sign a new contract, right, which I've heard is less than McCaffrey. It's more than someone like Eckler. Otherwise, for the next two seasons, he's making a combined $9 million, one, one to $1.5 this season, I believe, and then an $8 million franchise hit next season. He has zero leverage. If I'm Delvin's agent, you just get the deal done. You make 30 mil instead of 
I'd, I'd be looking for guaranteed money if yeah. I were them at this point. I'd be looking for as much guaranteed money as I could get, and I would go lower on the yearly total. I'd be like, let's do three years 30 right now. Right. Um, fully guaranteed. And, you know, I think those are the kind of deals that I'd be looking for. I don't think it's going to happen, um, but that's just kind of where I would be at if I were him. His leverage is nothing. Right. If you're concerned about Delvin not playing this season for whatever reason, you're wrong. All right, guys, we're moving into third down. It's going to be called... In the trenches. We're getting down and dirty in the trenches. And today's battle in the trenches is a defense of Viking starting quarterback, the most controversial sports figure in Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Why do you think that people have such a hard time cheering for Kirk Cousins here in Minnesota and across the, the league? Dude, I, I don't get it. I honest to God don't get it. I think part of it probably has to do with Kirk and who he is as a person. It's just like they His have personality. a hard, they have a hard time um, like cheering for like your neighbor, your like handsome neighbor who like right. works hard, hasn't drank more than two beers in his entire life at a single sitting and is like a a Bethel grad. Right. Who wears like uh, like quarter zips from Eddie Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I get it with that. He's not exactly Mr. Flashy, um, but Cousins... The same people, of course, of course, of, I understand, guys. He's one of the top three, maybe two best quarterbacks in the league. You can't tell me that you love Russell Wilson based on personality and hate Kirk Cousins. You mean Mr. <laughs> what was he? Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, if you guys don't get that joke, you need to check it out. You Just need type to look in Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, and y'all will change your mind about Russie. If you liked Russell Wilson when you watch Mr. Unlimited, you will not like Russell Wilson Dude, anymore. His attempt to be cool and like kind of mock himself literally made made me hate him ten times worse. <laughs> so Cousins, yeah, he might not be the coolest quarterback in the league. Um, but I, I just don't understand the hate for him. Um, so one place I really want to look is a guy, he's actually going to be coming on our show in the next few weeks, and uh, he's hosting his own podcast uh, in this month with uh, former Vikings um, Pro Bowler Bryant McKinney. His name's Dustin Baker. I brought him up a few times on the Nordy's podcast, and he um, recently did an article um, kind of comparing Cousins through his first – um, 93 starts, I believe, is is what it is, uh, to some other quarterbacks. And some of the quarterbacks are a little random that he uses, uh, but I do really um, like kind of looking at where Cousins is at this point of his career um, compared to some of the other top quarterbacks. So the first one that he compares him to is uh, Carson Palmer. All right, so Carson Palmer, uh, I believe he was the number one pick in the draft. Is that right? Dude, yes, he was, and that's a great comparison. So Carson Palmer is his first comparison. So these numbers are going to kind of blur together to you because I'm giving you a lot of numbers. I know it's a podcast, and it would be a lot easier if you just looked this up. So if you really want to look up the article, it's from vikingsterritory.com, at vikingsterritory on Twitter. And this guy, Dustin Baker, is at dustbaker on Twitter. So go check these guys out. Um, but the article is really cool. The first 93 games of Cousins' career versus Carson Palmer. Um, Cousins has uh, 2,500 yards uh, more than Carson Palmer does. Uh, he has seven more touchdown passes. He has 24 fewer interceptions. He has uh, 10%, 10 points better passer rating and uh, 4% better completion percentage 
than Carson Palmer. So he's, and I always liked Carson Palmer. And Carson Palmer was a nice quarterback. I believe he played for the Bengals and then eventually ended up with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Um, might have made with a, a lot of success there. Yeah, he was really good in both spots. Um, Cousins, statistically, at this point of his career, has been better than Palmer. Okay. Um, his next example that I'm not even going to look at because I don't like this one as much um, is Dan Fouts. Um, who played so long ago that football's changed. Um, you can check that one out yourself. His stats are significantly better than Dan Fouts. And, uh, you know, I mean, like, Dan Fouts' numbers, uh, he had 6,000 less yards. He had 110 touchdowns to 119 interceptions. Yeah, Dan Fouts, like, sucked and then got to become an announcer because of it. Yeah. Um, but here's my favorite example. To me, this is who Cousins is, okay? And that's Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins are literally the same quarterback to me. Um I know that sounds crazy. Uh, Matt Ryan won an MVP. Matt Ryan blew a Super Bowl. Um, but here's what we have to realize. Matt Ryan also got to play a longer period of time with Kyle Shanahan. He also got to have Julio Jones as his number one wide receiver for most of his career. So, um, on the other hand, Kirk Cousins has had a different offensive coordinator for five straight seasons. Right. And let's just keep it in Division two. The same people who are like, ha-ha, Kirk Cousins. Okay. Matt Stafford. If you're going to put Matt Stafford up against Kirk Cousins, you can't be a Matt Stafford lover with what he's done in Detroit year after year after year. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, for the amount of talent that that guy has in the rosters that he's had and stuff with one Super Bowl, it's unacceptable. And then last but not least, the mess that's happening in Chicago right now. Yeah. So embarrassing. When you look at these 93 games, Cousins has more passing yards, more passing touchdowns, fewer interceptions, a better passer rating, and a better completion percentage than Matt Ryan had at this point of his career. Now, I will tell you, Matt Ryan got an earlier start um, than Cousins. I believe he's a year or two younger at his 93rd game than Cousins is, which is unfortunate for Kirk. Um, But, you know through just the number of snaps and games they've played, Cousins has been better than Matt Ryan through the first 93 games of his career. And then the final one, another good example, is Drew Brees, okay? Through 93 games, Drew Brees, who started, if you remember, in San Diego, he had a terrible shoulder injury. He was deciding between coming to the Minnesota Vikings, the Miami Dolphins, and the New Orleans Saints. He picks the Saints. The rest is history. He's going to go down as one of the great quarterbacks of all time. I believe he has the most passing yards in the history of the league, he's going to go down with tons of records. Um, one thing he's not good at is playing against the Vikings. Um, but at this point of his career, through 93 games, Cousins has uh, almost 3,000 more yards, uh, 17 more touchdown passes, uh, 14 fewer interceptions, a better passer rating, and a better completion percentage than Drew Brees. So it, when people rip Kirk Cousins, I am not trying to tell you that he's the best quarterback in the league. I never would. I think that there's a clear tier one of quarterbacks that has Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. I think there's a massive, massive gap into the tier two quarterbacks. And I think Cousins is in that tier two of about six to eight quarterbacks who are kind of quarterbacks four through 11. Right. And for all the 84 million, remember when everyone was like $84 million, dude, the, the pro comp on that $84 million contract now to what we've seen other quarterbacks get is a steal. Oh, for sure. Um, so I like that. And then, uh, if you're talking about fantasy football, um, Kirk Cousins in his career as a starting quarterback has never finished a season, um, lower than 13th, 13th was the lowest he's ever finished as a fantasy quarterback. He's usually drafted as like the 20, 20th quarterback, and he's never been lower than 13. He's been in the top 10 a few times. Cousins is also a solid fantasy quarterback. Now, 
We'll talk a little bit about some of his ratings, where he lands. Um, last year, he finished uh, 13th in the league in QBR, okay? So that's like a new system out of 100 for quarterback rating. So 13th, that metric liked him the least of any metric. When it comes to the traditional quarterback rate, rank, rating, which is what, 158.3 down to zero, which no one exactly knows how that math works, Cousins was seventh in the NFL um, in quarterback rating. Um, when it came to um, DVOA, which is quality per play, uh, which is a metric used by, I believe, Scouts Inc., um, they uh, ranked him as the seventh best quarterback in the league for DVOA. PFF, which we have already talked about our love for PFF, has Kirk Cousins as their sixth best quarterback, their fifth best passing quarterback. And if it wasn't for the disastrous week two game against the Green Bay Packers, which was probably the worst game Cousins ever played, he would have been PFF's number one quarterback for passing the ball of all of last year. Wow. Minus that one game, which torpedoed his numbers down to five. Um, and when it comes to pay, so we've seen six, seven, seven, thirteen. Where is he paid? He's currently the sixth highest paid quarterback in the league. So he's right around where he should be. And when you think about it, Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten paid yet to go ahead of him, which will eventually happen. Deshaun Watson hasn't gotten paid yet to go ahead of him, which will happen. He will end up being the tenth highest paid quarterback by this time next year. Now. Last but not least with this, um, it seems like he's pretty properly paid when you think of where he lands. The highest paid quarterback in the league is the newly paid Patrick Mahomes. Number two is Russell Wilson. Three is Big Ben Roethlisberger, third highest paid quarterback in the league. Number four, this one looks like a disaster, Jared Goff, number four. Um, Number five, the second best quarterback in the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers. Number six is Kirk Cousins. Seven is Carson Wentz, who can't stay on the field. Eight is Dak Prescott on the franchise tag. Nine is Matt Ryan, who we've already compared Kirk Cousins to. And ten is newly paid as well, Ryan Tannehill. Kind of wild top ten. That's a wild top ten. All right, so that is our defense of Cousins. Um, do you feel good about Cousins being your quarterback? He might not be the best guy you could possibly have, but he's one of the guys you have that can can move the needle enough to make you a contender. Dude, I love Kirk because I don't worry about Kirk. Yep. And if if you guys as Vikings fans know, uh, you know, how many crappy, bad quarterbacks that we've seen. I mean, we spent a season with Gus Farratt as our quarterback, right? We lived through the Ponder years. We've done it all. If you guys are still complaining about Kirk, you're probably not a big Vikings football fan, and you're probably just a media sheep who literally just follows, like, other, like, crappy small-town people that – whose opinion on football is like, I played football in ninth grade. (laughs) All right, we're moving into fourth down, and fourth down is our listener question. So we asked you guys to send in your questions. We're going to pick out a few of our very favorites this this, uh, week. Um, Our first question is, how much has Matt Burke become our least favorite former Viking? I don't don't know these questions beforehand, so. How much has Matt Burke become our least favorite former Viking? I will start. Matt Burke sucks. Matt Burke is a douchebag. And I'm telling all of the people who listen to K-Fan, if you're like me uh, and you're like some of our listeners, K-Fan is not listenable when Matt Burke is on there. I don't care what show he's on. He's such a douchebag loser. Um, Talking about not bringing uh, politics into things, everything is political with that guy. He runs this just scammy 14-person Christian school for boys 
and trashes on public school and teachers all the time on the radio. Right. Um, I have never seen a more holier-than-thou former player than Matt Burke. This guy thinks he was incredible. What a loser. I hate Matt Burke. I won't even listen to K-Fan now because he's on there. Dude, my favorite Matt Burke story was a couple years ago, uh, the uh, area that he lives in, was up for a new school referendum to build a new needed high school football stadium. And who do you think was at the forefront of not wanting to pay higher taxes so that his high school, who I will not name at this time, who desperately needed a new stadium and a new, and better facility for the kids, voted against it. A game that literally has given him so much. And this asshole literally has the balls to not pay a couple extra dollars a month to get them a new facility and a new place to play football. Literally cannot stand the guy. Matt Burke sucks. He doesn't deserve to be in the ring of honor or anything with the Vikings. I don't want him on the radio, and I refuse to listen to KFan until they get his crap off there. All right, next up, um, least favorite Vikings player and why? Okay, um, my least favorite Vikings player currently, um, I don't like Anthony Barr. It's not his fault, but he's just they, they're paying him so much for what he is. Um, he just doesn't make plays enough for me. Um, I don't, I like the Vikings this Dude, year. I, I would have said Kyle Rudolph, but now I like him. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with Kyle. We've, we've kind of mended that bond. Kyle, by the way, if you guys don't know, just kind of touching on the same, Kyle's just future Matt Burke. You think Kyle, so? Oh, pfft. Kyle Rudolph is future Matt Burke, guys. I can tell you that right now. But the first thing that popped in my head to be fair was Anthony Barr. And like you said, it's not his fault. It's just what we thought we were getting with Barr. You don't. You I just, just, I think you just, it's you're just paying him so much money to not really make any flashy plays in a position that he's called upon to make flashy plays. Um, I don't know. I always notice him. Um, I think my least favorite position this year is going to be uh, interior offense and defensive line. I'm sure I'm going to be ripping those guys all year long. But yeah, I'm gonna oh, dude, wait, can I take mine back? Yeah, Pat offline. Yeah, offline is I just, just terrible. Oh, can't go there. All right, uh, next up, least favorite Vikings head coach and why? Hmm. This one's easy. This one is uh, oh, maybe it's not easy. There's a I'm couple go- bad ones in a row. You know what? I'm gonna say Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier had some of the darker years in recent memory. Uh, I, don't, I think you might want to change your words there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change our description. Leslie Frazier was part of the Ponder area, Ponder era, which happened to be not my favorite era for reasons of performance based on personnel and coaching decisions, etc. Okay. Okay, that's better. Leslie Frazier, great coordinator, and I'm sure even better man. <laughs> and but and is having real success in Buffalo. Yes, but is he a head coach? No, he's not. No, he's. Not. I know what you're gonna say, and I will follow up with when you finish it here. Okay. Um, I'm really torn between two coaches that I don't like. Um, I would say Brad Childress because I just don't like him. I think he was a very talented coach. Um, he ran a. Uh, good thing for a while but he was just such a control freak he needed to control every part of the team and from coaching and from being a fan of sports I can tell you that when a coach has to control every aspect 
of the team um, and other coaches and all the players and everything, it doesn't work. Um, but really and truly, the worst coach was Mike Tice. Mike yeah. Tice was a terrible coach. Um, I know he had a few successful seasons. That guy was Mike like, Tice is Jerry Kill. Yeah, like just like he can rah rah you to some short term success, but I just I guess we should I guess we should say Brewster. Tyson Brewster are the same person. Tyson Brewster, um, they were weren't they both like tight ends at Texas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say Mike Tice is probably my least. I favorite. think I think the person who gets the Rost end of the deal in recent coaching memory 